So we're back with season three of Geek of the Week, and we're starting off with a bang, reviewing movies such as Deadpool, Solo, and Infinity War. All spoilers ahead. Who knows where we're going to go as we're joined with my friend Mike, Bo, and Pete. I think we'll probably go into talking about the damage the DC Universe has done to us so far. Who knows? Yes, you do know, you liar. You're lying to all those people. Surprise, (laughs) motherfucker. Hit the music. That was exactly my problem because, okay, the guy who was playing Han Solo, you could say, well, you know, he's not as charismatic as Harrison Ford, but at least he brought his own spin on Han Solo. Yeah, I felt I felt that What's-His-Face was doing an impersonation of um, Billy Dee Williams. I didn't mind it, though, because it felt so good. I know you're totally right. You're completely right. I didn't mind it because it felt so good, and I actually didn't like it in the case of Eric Eric Ernleichenstrick and Fleikendike and whatever the actor who plays Han Solo's name is. Um because, not just because of the charm, I mean, the charm is a big part of it. It's hard to match Harrison Ford's level of charm. But he just, I mean, he, he, I don't know. It just didn't feel like Han Solo. I don't think he was trying to he impersonate was, He wasn't. Han Solo. You're right. But that kind of exactly. bothered me just because, like, when you make a movie about Han Solo, like, don't make a movie about Han Solo then. Make another smug. got to get Han Solo right. But you see, I don't think he's Han yet. You see, I, 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 don't, I don't have it. It's not such a big problem yet for me. Because okay. it's still a prequel, right? Technically, okay. it's before Han became Han. Yeah, so it's better because it would be worse if this guy was taking the role after Return of the Jedi, let's say. Because then I'd oh, be I like, no, yeah, that just like doesn't good, work. Yeah, this is a good uh, 10 years yeah. before that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got plenty of time to get more yeah. snarky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I agree with you guys. I agree. Oh, my gosh. And because. because the, the way I see it, everyone pretty much had one cool scene that they could show off their skill, their talent, their badassness. Lando didn't have any. Lando didn't do one cool thing. And the things he is known for, being a great gambler, he was cheating the whole time. So you didn't even establish he was a gambler. I know. Yeah, but Mike, you knew, you knew Lando was a stinking cheater, though. They just kept that from the freaking expanded universe. <laughs> That's all they did. That's that's one thing. Okay. If I got to say one thing, as a person who read a lot of the Expanded Universe stuff, they did crib a lot from it, but what made it better for me is that they didn't spend the whole time saying, remember this, and then spotlight it. The fan service was organic for me, except for Maul at the end. Actually, like- I completely disagree. I think the fan service was what killed that movie for me. Sorry. I don't know. I really? miss Buffy Raw. There's a character in the Lando books. The Lando books sucked really, really bad. But but he did have a droid companion in that. And the droid companion was pretty interesting. And his name was Vuffy Ra. And they did not have a relationship of any kind like the one in the movie. I was a bit weird. Because I like that we're all on, mostly on the same page. But we have a little bit of uh, differences. And, and one of the differences, I think, is you guys are both... Seems like you guys are both okay with the amount of fan service they gave, and I was actually super distracted by that. 
for example, yeah. Like the 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 backstory for his name solo, I almost puked. That I almost puked right fan on the chair. Service. That wasn't even fan. That service. was new, that right? Was, that, that was, was original shit. Yeah, I almost original. vomited in my chair. It was terrible. And then that's the thing I hated. Okay, I hated good. Okay. Two things. Ab- I hated two things about this movie. If I have to, um, if I have to say so, um, the two things I hated was the way they gave him the name Solo. So lame. And the lighting was just disgusting. Super dark, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just That's what my friend gross. Terry said too. He's like, I couldn't, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I didn't mind that. I, I actually loved the look. It was too dark, actually, but I loved the look in general. I loved the amount of practical effects. I loved the amount of sets. I loved the amount of actual model ships yeah. instead of CG. Like, yeah. it felt like it felt great to be in that world. Um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like the that backstory of his name. But you're right, that's not fan service. I didn't love, I hated, this was such a small thing, but it really bothered me. When he was like, what's your full name? And she was like, oh, and he's like, Chewbacca, I'm never going to say that. I'll just say Chewie. I'm going to save one syllable by calling you Chewie. Like, come on. Just let that be organic. It should have organically well, happened. I think it's even worse, because if you consider those stormtroopers or whatever, seemed a little too, fam- like, they didn't seem out of place of feeding a Wookiee humans. And they did say he hadn't eaten in three days. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So that means he must have eaten before that. And I, what did he eat? I he saw po- some things online that, exactly, Mike, I saw some yeah. things online that said Han Solo has the, the cleanest backstory of everybody. Like, Chewbacca's backstory is dark. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Kira's backstory is dark. Like, everybody else's so, backstory is dark. So now we're calling something that has eaten sentient creatures before Chewy. Yeah. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. Good point. Yeah, that sucked when I found that. I was like, oh, that's gross. They made him. They turn. I mean, it's not cannibalism because no, it's a different you species. Know but Chewie having a dark backstory didn't bother me. But Mike is right. This is why I think they went a good direction with keeping Han a little naive uh-huh. because he isn't dark like everybody around him. But that <laughs> right. was a point of the movie. They kept saying you're. You don't realize you you really don't realize what this world is like, do you? Mm. <laughs> you yeah, no, that's true. You, you know what I find an oddity though, and I think it's modern movies, not old. Mo- obviously, it's not from old movies. But if you look at Han and Lando in the first set of movies, the originals, they were tall, strapping men. They were big men. That was like weird. Around, yeah, they made him short now. That was weird. Yeah, I agree. Like, ar- like around other people. They took up most of the screen. Yeah. But in this movie, they're like, oh, look at these short guys. Like, well, Han, uh, Harrison Ford's like 6'1", and, right? Isn't he? He's, yeah. like, he's like six foot. And yeah, this guy was one. looked like he was like 5'6". Like, yeah, I agree. That was, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, why are they so short? Because when Woody Harrelson seems bigger than life on the <laughs> yeah, screen. That's, a, that's an issue. That's, that's an issue. That's an oddity. That, that, that ended up actually being my favorite moment is uh, Ron Howard's sort of definitive Han shot first thing at the end mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. It was like, it was like that same moment in, a, in um, X-Men Days of Future Past where they erase all of X3. They're basically like, we know that that was a shit movie. We're going to erase it. Same thing here. It's like, we know that that was Luke's a shit move. We're just going to say right now, Han shot first. <laughs> yeah, well, um... Like the fan service that was actually in the movie um, was uh, little little things, you know, like when they said they should have got Bosk. Yeah, yeah, there's cute things like that, or like Jabba, the implication that they're gonna go work with Jabba. Yeah, but or even L seven no, like, being the huh? There's no like pause and focusing on the line, right? And then they did a throwaway line where they were like, 
Yeah, um, uh, his name was Beckett, right? Or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Beckett. Tobias yeah. Beckett. He's like, you, you, you know, after you killed Aura Singh, Aura Singh was in The Phantom Menace and uh, the, the cartoon series. She's a bounty hunter. The pale female bounty hunter with the long fingers and the ponytail and the weird antenna thing sticking out the top of her head. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he threw her off a like, railing or something? Just, just throw away... The no, but that's good. I, I like that away. they connected. No, I, li- I actually liked all that stuff. You're right about that. I think it was just those two two moments that really felt shoehorned. The, stormtro- the stormtroopers were just background things. They're here because this is what they do, or they're here because this is how the Empire operates. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't no, here's the mud troopers. No, no, no. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's some mud troopers. So you Did like... You- you, you like the addition of the Mandalorian armor in that guy's office? Yeah, that was weird. The mention <laughs> of Exar Kun and yeah. the, the the showing of Terrace Kazi? Oh, Because those are here, all fan service things. Yeah, here's the thing. Okay, so the Terrace Kazi fan service only makes more sense when they introduce that this guy's boss was Darth Maul. Mm. Because Darth Maul is the only guy in canon who knew <laughs> Terrace Kazi. <laughs> right? So obviously he taught this guy and this guy taught her. So now Terrence Kazi is like in canon among other people. Oh, that's the martial arts style? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based off of a video game that they had years ago. And it was was, was a strange game Star Wars put out called... It was Terrence Kazi. It was a fighting game. Masters of Terrence Kazi. Yeah, it was a fighting game. And it was like weird because Star Wars has no business... Being a fighting no, game. it's oh man, that's weird. Yeah, it's an awful. That's the trick when you have all these, you have all this, uh, all these novelizations, all these video games, all these uh, pen and paper role playing games. You get all this stuff, and each thing created its own lore, in some respect, and then you've got to canonize all of it or, or choose what to canonize. Yeah, it's a do little you know weird. Where most, do you know where most of the Star Wars lore, like almost all of the names, backstories, and planets for every alien in Star Wars, most of them? came from the WEG role-playing game. That's crazy. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense that was the chance for them to really flesh out the world, right? Yeah, Rodians, Twi'leks, all of those things got their name from the role-playing game. Makes sense. But but I have to say something. Hollywood should stop casting that, um, what's her face, Amelia, Amelia Clark. Oh, yeah? They should stop casting. She doesn't have enough charisma to pull off these roles. Don't get me wrong. In Game of Thrones, she's excellent. I believe her as the mother of dragons. But so far, I've watched her as Sarah Connor, and she just disappeared. In, she was Sarah Connor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never saw Genesis, I assume. Yeah, the I, last Terminator. Terminator movie? I thought I saw all of them. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look this shit up, because that's no, crazy. Stop, stop, Pete. Don't do that to yourself. No, he's gotta you, do that to him. No, I gotta do it. Don't, you you don't want to see this. No, no you, you need to no. bury... Any love for that franchise? No, Pete. No, <laughs> I can't. I th- I still no. hold out. Genesis, right? You talking about Genesis? Yeah, yeah Genesis. Yeah. She was the she was the girl in Genesis. Yeah, she yeah. was Sarah Connor. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, that's how memorable she is. And then in this, you're like, oh, you get no. lost in this performance too. No, I remembered her in this mainly because she looked amazing in the posters. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I hate to say it because I love her, but you might be right, Mike. Other Mike. Um, not a great, yeah, not, it just didn't have the, didn't have the charm, really, to, to kind of say, she, she's a great, she's a great actor, though, like, her performance was believable and good, and it was nuanced, and there was enough there, but yeah, it wasn't, I didn't believe the, like, I didn't believe the chemistry between them. But you know what, that's perfect. 
She was okay. chosen perfect for the role because she was subservient. No, in the beginning scene, in the beginning scenes where you see a young Han Solo, I believe that was a young Han Solo. And then you see a young Kira, and I was like, wow, she looks like an old... <laughs> <laughs> whatever, Amelia Clark. <laughs> you know, she, didn't, she didn't look aged down at all. <laughs> you know, it was like, ooh, that, uh, that just doesn't look right. Just doesn't. Maybe she's cougaring Han. What do you want? Ooh, I'm okay with that. Sure. Yeah. I'm okay with that. So we're not going to mention the like droid the... love affair, are we? That's a little weird. I like, I like how she was like, it works. Okay, it so works. I don't know if there was a droid love affair. You know, I heard about this nonsense after where he was allegedly pansexual. Nothing in the movie alluded to that. And I always felt that the droid felt that there was an attraction that wasn't there. He just really liked having his droid. Okay, here's Bo. Oh, Bo is joining us today. I didn't know this. Bo! There you go, Bo! Oh, so we can talk Infinity War. What's up? We're talking solo. Mike, it's part of Disney's plan, see? They want to get all the LBGT communities to watch these movies so right before the movie comes out they'll say hey valkyrie's bisexual or lesbian but they won't show it in the movie because that'll piss off <laughs> most of the other half of the audience so they'll that's say funny. it outside promotion but how know? does this affect it it's a robot that's like a different thing altogether that's not even one of the letters <laughs> well it's it's pansexuality it it, it goes the whole spectrum Cause it's like species interspecies a robot is a robot though like it's it's programmed with human. I don't know. That, a, a I robot, know what you mean. A robot's a sex. It's toy. Star Wars though. Like everybody's humping everybody. There's. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, what I mean is like it's. It's not just humans, right? Like so. That, that's a. That's a weird thing to play up. I guess is what I'm saying because it's always been the case. Like somebody's always. Somebody's always been into like a blue skinned chick or like a green. It's like Star Trek and Star Wars both have that. Okay, I I could have been fine with that, if they had done it less. I mean, a little bit with, with a little bit more subtlety. And less of like this. Wait, like, but there was nothing in the movie about this. There was from the director. What? I okay. The no, writer. No, because I, I saw the statement. The writer. I saw the, the writer. writer. I saw the writer statement. It was like, so do you think Lando can be a little pansexual? And the writer was like, Yeah, sure. Why not? No, not that one about the robot. No, what about the robot? Exactly. <laughs> He was uh, basically saying, you know, it's in there. It's, you know, representation and trans well, rights is, and this, that, and the can other. Can you say no? I mean, if you say no, then you're definitively blocking something. It's a very touchy s- situation. So if you say no definitively, you're, you're blocking something and denying something. If you say maybe, could be, or yes, but it's not in the movie, no one cares. Yeah. Okay, and it I'll- may get more people to watch you. I'll say this though. Uh, in Star Wars, I've I've always liked the expanded stuff. I know they threw that away, but I've always liked that there was a darker undertone when it came to dro- droids. That they can develop personalities. That there's possible a possibility to gain sentience for them. Uh, you they know, seem to be bringing that back, Mike. They, but this was a comical way to do it. That's really insulting. Lacked any kind of subtlety. And it was just kind of gross. Okay, well, all right, Mike. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you put on your hate breaks right now, real quick, because to be honest with you, whenever they talked about droid rights in the comics, there and and the books, there was just as much, if not more, 
comically insulting things about droid rights than there were not. Like, they tortured droids in the movie. There was that droid that sacrificed himself when he became one with the Force so that, so that um, R2-D2 can go with Luke. Uh, okay, well, Pete, you remember A New Hope? Yeah. Remember the first droid they were going to buy instead of R2? Uh-huh. There is a extended universe story about that droid. Oh God! See, right when he was bought, he became one. He 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 became in touch with the Force, and saw the future destiny that could happen, that he's wiping away if he goes in his place. And he so opted he out. Used, he used the Force to destroy himself. <laughs> like, come on! Like, what? Why is that necessary? Why do we add thirty-six <laughs> right. layers to something that just played out like, normally? And the thing is, is Mike, there's dozens of examples of stupid stuff like this. Uh, okay, and this was your chance to divorce yourself from the stupid and try something with a little bit more subtlety. If we look at Rogue One, that droid was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they're I at agree. a balance point. I agree. They're at a balance point so far. I liked L7. Got- I thought L7 was awesome. Is your, is your point that L7 was done too comically? Quite comically. I didn't mind that. Because... I don't think it's set back droid droid rights. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's set back the cause. No, you see, you'd have to know a little bit of the background of the movie making. See, but the guys. Why? But no, okay. see, that's why I think he's corrupting it because you're knowing too much of the background of movie making and it's adding to it instead of you just what you saw in the movie. Pete just saw the movie and he's like, it's fine. Yeah, True. to me, it, to me, it felt okay. To me, it felt like, and again, I don't know the I don't know the story, so maybe that's, but. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. I think um, the way I read it wasn't even anything explicit. They didn't have a relationship that way. She thought her thing, and then Lando probably just loved her like a partner. Or even if he didn't, like even if he thought of more than that, it never mattered. They were partners. They had flown together forever. Like, of course, there's a relationship in that sense, you know. Um, just like Luke wouldn't want to sacrifice R2 or C-3PO to anybody. Like, the, they were buds to him, you know. Like, you do develop a... In the end, he still had her piece taken out and put in the Falcon. The only thing I don't like about that is why did he? Get, why was he okay to give up the Falcon then? If like that's his only connection to the chick, that seemed a little weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, well, I, if I, was... I have my best friend and then their brain gets put into my ship and then Han Solo wins my ship, I'd be like, no, fuck off. Like you can't have my friend. Well, we don't know what happened with that part of the conversation after Han wins. <laughs> I mean, he does have an angry Wookiee and a whole angry... Who can rip uh, arms off. <laughs> yeah, a whole angry... Who we've established is a sentient eater. <laughs> chewy. Not by choice. He didn't eat sentience by choice. The Empire's fucked up. Okay. That is, that's the grossest part about that is the Empire, yeah. I'm yeah. going to leave for myself off with L7. I came out of the movie not thinking anything of it either. When I asked my wife, who's not this Star Wars you know, nut job that I am, what did she think? Uh, she mentioned it. She was the one who said, I thought it was weird that they had a relationship like that. I was like, really? You got that out of that? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Someone did. Right. Someone okay. did. Yeah. Bo, yeah. did you see Solo? Uh, no, which is why I have to ask questions. Was it really obvious or unobvious about the relationship between the droid and Lando? Was there, the droid there wasn't a relationship. About- it was all it was all spoken. They never did anything. They, she says yeah. one thing in the cockpit. She was like, you know, I think I'm sensing some sexual tension between me and Lando and I. I don't feel that way. That, he, he has to understand I don't go that way. That was the only mention of it. And then when she got destroyed, 
Lando was distraught because that was yeah, his, his badass it, yeah. super Yeah, I mean, there was definitely something there, but it wasn't like, it was never, they never did the math. They never were like, well, how's this going to work yeah, out? Yeah, the only other thing that you can intimate was like, um, she said something about one of her servos were off, so you're going to need to do that thing again. And Lando yeah, was, and he kind of goes, uh. And Lando was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I see, I thought that was all cute. It, 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 they were almost like an old married couple, you know, it was like. Did, did the droids say anything about droid rights and this, that, or the other? Or? All the time. Yeah, yeah, the droid, all the time. She, was she like, wanted yeah, independent that was droid her rights, yeah. Which I thought was funny. I thought that was funny that she was so over the top about it. Like, she, she heard thing, her big thing. That was so cute when she had her calling. And she like liberated all those droids. She's like, I found my car. Like it's so. I thought that was. I thought it was cute. I actually. Re- I mean, I can see obviously this is a taste thing, and it can go either way, Mike. I, so I guess it didn't work for you. But for me, I thought L seven was great. I, I really, yeah, I really liked her. Yeah, she's not like R two, who can watch droids get. R two is a bastard. <laughs> no, R two is a psychopath. That's for sure. <laughs> He's a fucking bastard. R two is a damaged <laughs> war veteran. We know this about him. Nope. But, but the best, the best droid in in the whole franchise is definitely from Rogue One. I agree. Alan Tudyk's character was yeah, yeah, was uh, yeah. He's an awesome droid. So should we we should move on to uh, Deadpool and then Infinity War? What do you think? Okay, let's do that. Are we all are we all caught up with Deadpool? Did everyone see Deadpool? I did. Deadpool. <laughs> okay, and then uh, Infinity War is going to be the longest part. <laughs> I'm just going to start that part off by saying. I've had two favorite comic book characters when it comes to the X-Men. One of them was Colossus, and the other's Cable, or X-Men, if you will, whichever. They kind of... Yeah. You know. Really? Yes, and it's a shame that... (laughs) And don't get me wrong, it's just a shame that this is the way I get to see them in their glory. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to take what I can. Yeah. So you weren't happy with the way Cable was presented? Because, I mean, Colossus... The, the thing that sucks about that is, like, you're going to have to do it practically at some point. Somebody's going to have to build, because it just looks terrible. It's always just uh, looks no, terrible. See, I don't think Mike has a problem with the way they depict the cable. He has a problem with the only time cable or Colossus get to appear accurately is in a comedy movie. Mm. <laughs> you know? They never get their dramatic entrance. That would be cool. It would be cool to see uh, Colossus done right. He was one of my favorites, I agree, and he just was yeah, never done right. You don't think he was done right in Deadpool? No, he uh, was. No. You think he so? He was. Okay. The closest Colossus. they've gotten so far. Yeah. I mean, so they had the tone far. right, but he's, he's just the butt of a joke all the time. I think he's yep. cooler than that. He's supposed to be cooler than that. I mean, he was always the butt of a joke in the X-Men, too, in terms of, like, Wolverine. But, like... He was still badass. They still and he. I mean, he, the fight scene was still good. He still did kick, kick some ass. He, I mean, he, nobody could take Juggernaut down, and he like he did great better job against Juggernaut than he's ever done in the comics. Except yeah, one fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was pretty cool. So, I don't. I don't think thing? it's. Yeah, I don't think it's possible to do Cable properly. <laughs> so what did they get wrong? Backstory. I don't remember Cable's. I don't remember Cable that much from the from the books. What was uh? What did they do wrong? Tell me. Okay, tell me a little bit more about. How they got cable wrong? Because I um I just don't remember. <laughs> okay, I'll do the quickest abbreviation I can, but even that's okay. gonna be garbage. All right, do it. All right. Do it. So I'm gonna insert here a speak over this point <laughs> to explain to the audience. I'm gonna edit that in this explanation that cable is an overcomplicated, obnoxiously overcomplicated character <sighs> in the comics. In fact, Cable Man. is used as the definition of how redundantly complicated comics can get. Just telling his backstory involves so many different characters. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Now, do you want me to explain the Cable proper or the Cable 
through the through the through the comic book linear time. I guess just for you, for you. Okay. What was missing? Oh. What what did they get wrong oh. in this version? No, no, no. You see, the problem is you couldn't do him properly. It's okay. impossible because he's the son of Jean Grey. Uh, no, oh, really? Jean Grey. Yeah, he's no, the no. son of Jean Grey and Cyclops. But you see, the problem no, is Jean no, Grey was not. No, he's he's oh. the son of Jean Grey's clone, Madeline Pryor, right. and, Cyclops. and Cyclops. Yes. <laughs> which means you had to explain the clone. You have to explain the the Phoenix situation. Like, there's so many complications. You have to explain why into, he's older than Cyclops and why, why he ended up in the future. Yeah, who, who was infected <laughs> by his enemy, Apocalypse, with the while techno virus while, while he was he a baby. So they had to send him to the future for the cure. In uh, guided by a future guardian named Ascani, who's also yeah. related to them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow, so this is interesting. So he he's not the age. So he was... Popped into the future and then grew up. Yes, that's interesting. He w- so when he came back future, here, he's actually kind of back in his own time, just much older. But, but in the future, he was still raised by his younger parents because they spiritually went into the future to raise him. Okay. <laughs> All right. But you're forgetting that the person who orchestrated this was his sister, who didn't exist anymore. Because his she's sister from, from an alternate, alternate universe, his sister Rachel, from an alternate timeline that is connected to Days of the Future Past, in which there was a mutant, there was a mutant genocide, and she traveled back in. She she didn't travel back. She traveled back in time to help make it not happen, but she was actually taken over by an evil mutant hound master named Ahab. Right? Mm-hmm. Am I correct still? And she broke free of him and escaped. The Black Queen, who is a vampirous, a psychic vampirous from the Hellfire Club, so she can make contact with the Summer's father. And I'm, you lose me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before, before all of this, though, did you? I no, just she's part of the Hellfire Club, which is a bunch of uh, oh, before getting stabbed by money. Wolverine, before getting stabbed by Wolverine, because <laughs> she was out, she was trying to hunt the Black Queen. From the Hellfire Club. Okay, but <laughs> but they like wearing. The important part is they like wearing lingerie and having money. That was my anymore. favorite part. Yeah, that, this isn't cable yes. anymore. Okay, back no. to cable. Cable that looks terrible in lingerie. It turns out. Yeah. Um, so I just watched Looper for again for like the thirtieth time. Did you did you notice like it's basically like Deadpool's plot was basically. Looper? Yeah. Looper. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Deadpool's right. plot was also Logan. Yeah. Well, we can all say uh, that yes, Han, that's true. <laughs> we can all say pretty much that the Han Solo movie was Star Wars's m- plot for Han Solo. That's true. Because it's the same story beats. <laughs> that's true. So I he- I hear they have a pointless uh, in movie explanation as to why his name is Han Solo. Oh, we were just talking about that. We all hate that. We all hate yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing. Okay, that we just don't like. I just want, I just needed to know. Yeah, I'm saying Bo. I'm saying Bo. You should see it. It's a very nice. Small yeah, it's movie. fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's a nice small movie. It's just, it should have stayed coming out in December, to be honest with you. It should have stayed coming out in December where, where they do better. Because, um, whatchamacallit, the movie wasn't bad. It was just, uh, okay, Star Wars. I want right, to see Han order, Solo's In order. order of importance, Kenobi, Solo, Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, I'm with that. Can, or, Boba Fett be, can Boba Fett be a bumbling bum? Or how, about, or how about this? 
there really isn't any point to any extra movies. No, I know. That's true. The truth is, if it's a good story, it will carry. That's all there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. The beard's... Yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like, here's the problem with that stuff, because you're right. After watching Solo, and again, it was fun, we, we saw all we needed about Solo in the real ones. Like, yeah. you don't... You don't need... Like, it didn't give us any new information, really. It just kind of like, all that stuff that you knew about, here's how we connect it. Like, kind of a point. A waste of our time a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's, how, it's how I feel about uh, after the prequels. I was like, you know what? I was kind of fine with not knowing how Anakin fought in the Clone Wars. Oh, my God. Totally. Like and, totally. And those three should be erased. I didn't mean it's, that. It's very, it's very 2020. It really is the hindsight on yeah. that. Because after watching them bump off Han in the movie, I was like, oh, they really didn't need to do this now. It's mm. kind of like, eh. mm. yeah, and that and that's the one thread that really bothered me watching that movie. I was like, I know how this guy dies, and his life is just sad. Right. <laughs> and that's how I felt. His whole life was just sad. He had only one real good part part of his life, and that was the one I saw. You know, the three movies. Yeah, the yeah, where he was like a hero for a little while. Where he was a hero, and then after that, it was downhill, and before that, it's downhill. Yeah, clearly. So, so it's like, that's the, I guess that's the point. Like, you already told the best part of his life. Let's leave the other stuff alone. <laughs> Give the guy some dignity. <laughs> he saved the galaxy twice. Let him die in dignity. So did Peter Quill. <laughs> Mike, huh? he, di- he died having his son kill him. That's uh, gotta Mike, be the This one. is me agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, right, so take away from dead so take away from Deadpool's. Did you like it better or not as much as the Way first? Way better than the first. Way better. Okay. Mike? Mike? I think the jokes were way better in this one. But I just like the first one because it just felt easier and more pure. Yeah, well, I can okay. see that. It definitely is. Um, I liked it more because for me, Domino kind of stole the movie. Dude, she was amazing. She was amazing. I agree. <laughs> and, and and I had a very low bar when I saw what they did with the character, and I was like, oh, I don't know. No, she was really cool. Um, Mike, me? Um, I don't know. I they tied in my brain because I because first of all, I got to see this movie twice, and the first time I saw it was a double feature. I saw Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 back That would be the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Those movies married each other very well. They're a good sit-watch-at-the-same-time movie. Because there are jokes connected. Oh, totally. Moments, yeah. Besides the whole um, um, the cure to freaking blindness thing, there are jokes running from the first one to the second one that you miss. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That are constant. Just fixing the timeline. Yeah, I had watched it the night before too, so I was it was fresh on my mind too. Just fixing the timeline. Oh my god, that was probably the best ending sequence of all time. No, nah, I had an issue with it. What was your issue? What's that? Oh, fixing the timeline. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, yeah, it all makes sense except the last one, because I still remember Green Lantern. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't erase it. Was the joke? Everything else is going to get reversed except that. Right. Yeah, he doesn't get rid of. Yeah, like, I don't remember X Men Origins. Hell, X Men Three or whatever, the, the class changed the yeah. end that didn't it? Yeah, like the you last said everything the, anyway. Yeah, yeah, All that I was already that was already X3. gone actually. All I remember out of X Three is I'm the Juggernaut bitch. I'm the Juggernaut bitch. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't mean that one. I meant 
uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, I Days of Future Past remember. fixed X3, though. Fixed that already. Yeah, it erased and, X3 and, and entirely. This one, dude, when Juggernaut goes up and is like, I'm going to rip you in half. And then he now, does. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> no, it's great. That's what I mean. No, I think everything that Deadpool 1 did, and I agree with you, Mike, in the sense that Deadpool 1 was pure and, and it was nice, but it was forgettable for that reason. It was an experience and you walk away from it. This movie I saw a couple times because I wanted to and because... It had depth that the first one didn't have. It had charm that the first one didn't have. It, it had actually, weirdly, it had actually emotional connection. You know, his stuff with uh, Marina back around, like his, his stuff with that, even like his wanting to save the kid, like his arc actually was more interesting in this one. Um, I just feel like they did everything that they did in the first one just better. I get what you're saying because um, um, in the first one, it was basically um, he met a girl. They banged really well. He fell for her. He got ugly, but Hollywood ugly. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And didn't bother to talk to her. Right. On a for three to... years. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's and not going to like me. Yeah, Let's yeah. just ignore Cut. this for three just years. murdered people for three years to yeah. cure his ugly face. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the hunt for Francis. Um, <laughs> what I liked was two things. One, the kid. The kid was very yeah. enjoyable. He, he was like Rebel um, Wilson. He was like a male Rebel Wilson. Every time he spoke, I was like, this is Rebel Wilson. He wasn't, allowed, he wasn't allowed to watch the movie that he was in because he's too <laughs> it's too violent, violent. He was very funny. <clears throat> um, and secondly, yes, I don't know if any of you know, that was in fact Brad Pitt. I know, the, the Vanisher. You saw his face. They that was so face. cool. Well, they actually but, shot that, though. They so, didn't just grab a photo. They actually got, yeah, did yeah, a day no, no, shoot no, with they, it. They actually shot it. So how that happened was, <laughs> apparently... Uh, the people who know Brad Pitt and the people who know uh, Ryan Reynolds got the talking and Ryan Reynolds said I'd love to have Brad Pitt in my movie so the, it got back to Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt was laughing and he's like you know what if he brings me a coffee with my name on it and it has to be ultra specific sure I'll do it and, um, he did it. and then he forgot about it Oh, and then sometime later Ryan Reynolds shows up with the coffee and the drink awesome. his, his, and his name on it. And he's like, oh, my God, I completely forgot I had said this thing. There's, a, there's an even better sure. cameo in there, though. Did you guys notice uh, well, when Cable meets the two truckers? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, heard yeah. that. One of the like, truckers. Like, uh, I recognized Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk right, right away, but I didn't know who the other guy was. I had to look it up. I didn't know that was Matt Damon. Yeah, I know. I was like... <laughs> Matt Damon. And the thing is, Matt Damon's in the other best cameo in Thor, too. Like, Matt yeah, Damon keeps yeah. finding the best Marvel cameos. But apparently he did... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Brad Pitt did it for the lowest cost he possibly could. Yeah. As per the Screen Actors Guild stuff, so he didn't blow up the movie budget. That's amazing. <laughs> which, hey, which is fair, because cool. they didn't speak. I mean, it could have been. A, it could have just been a photo. Like, <laughs> But it was definitely the, the funniest moment. Shirt. When that happened, we were all like, was that just... Brad, was that? It felt like Fight Club, where he spliced himself in for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, Fight Club I love, reference. <laughs> I, I liked Shatterstar, or at least the treatment he got. <laughs> Shatterstar got the treatment he deserves. I loved it. I loved all of that buildup for. So just did Zeitgeist, because like seriously, Zeitgeist sucked too. What a terrible! I love that they made fun of his name. They're like, that has nothing to do with your power. These are all real comic book characters. I know, but that's what they were. That was when shit was going down, 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 though, right? That was like. Side guys came after. Oh, man. Yeah, bad. Bad. (laughs) And then the one guy, the one guy was like, oh, man, okay. (laughs) It was fun. It was fun as hell, man. That was a really fun movie. That baby dick joke? Oof. The the basic instinct? 
I tried to stop myself from laughing and I couldn't. <laughs> I ended up cracking my skull against the back of the wall in the theater. And I hurt my head real bad and I still was laughing. Because I couldn't awesome. stop laughing because it was so it was It was timed so perfectly though. Because they, they kept it in darkness for long enough that you're like, are they gonna? And then they fucking did. And you're like, ah, I, don't want I can't unsee that. And, and he's sitting there with wood on his baby dick. <laughs> Yo, and, seriously. And the best so part is, obviously, Hollywood magic, but I almost believe it was CG that Josh Brolin's cable kept a straight face through that. <laughs> <laughs> and kept the character. Because <laughs> I'm like, holy... Yeah, how did he not, how did he not die during that? Yeah. I love how they mentioned that, you know... Um, uh, uh, how he mentions he's he's much shorter than he is in the comics. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, because Cable's like six, eight, seven foot two or something like they're, that. They're, they play fast and loose with heights, though. I mean, you no, know, Hugh Jackman is like two times the height of Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. No, they, well, yeah, that's his job is to break fourth walls on There's, everything. He calls him Thanos yeah. at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pump Settle the down, hate, Thanos. Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. Yeah. There's this BB, there's this BBC, BBC show. I, I don't know how long it is or whatever, and I don't know what part of it. it. It's on YouTube. It's like only five minutes long, whatever. Where two actors from the same movie diss each other, like they sit across from each other and I diss each this. other. I and saw the Josh, Josh Brolin, right, the Josh Brolin right. and Ryan Reynolds one was hilarious. Oh wow! Yeah, they try to they try to like uh, Here's street trash. Josh Brolin is better at insulting than Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is better at self-deprecation. Dude, Ryan Reynolds is one of the funniest humans. He is basically... <laughs> that's why this is so perfect. He is basically Deadpool. Like, if you watch any of his older movies, and you can't not hear Deadpool now. He sounds like, yeah. he sounds like he's about to break the fourth wall in every movie he's ever in. Well, yeah. that was the problem when it came to Wolverine Origins. We were all like, wait a minute. Yes, the they fucked that person. up. I know. How do you fuck But that's that what up? I love. I love about the cosmic... The, the whole cosmic joke ultimately now because now they can reference that they're like you sewed his mouth shut like really that was your plan like I mean it's perfect but in the, at the time when we thought that's all we were going to get it was like well, you fucked it up but now it's perfect what I love is that six every... foot eight yeah Jesus who's what six I love eight is that the cable's supposed cable to be the comic's supposed to be six foot eight and three hundred pounds what oh my god I didn't know that six eight that's Jesus, yes. that's Will Chamberlain. You see how he stands next to everybody? Huge. He, he's always huge. He's always hunched over because of the amount of guns he's carrying. I didn't Mike, think but it. he stands eye to eye with Colossus. Neither of his yeah. parents are that tall. No. no. Uh, that's that techno virus. I'm thinking, I'm thinking small, it was the mailman. I'm thinking maybe Cyclops. it was Colossus, which would also explain the metal arm. I think Gene, <laughs> I think Gene Gray and Colossus had a thing. Why not? If they, if they threw that in, it would make just as much sense as the rest <laughs> totally. of the backstory. Totally. Yeah, no, it could go in seamlessly into Cable's existing backstory. <clears throat> okay, so we're, okay, we're running so out of time. Let's we should go. pop into Infinity let, War let, for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, before well, we do okay. that, every, every, everybody thumbs good. up yeah. on Deadpool. Thumbs up. Deadpool, Deadpool. Huge thumbs up. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbs Giant. Thumbs up. Deadpool was great. Oh, my God. Did you expect the ending of Infinity War? No, no one did. So, yeah, I thought for sure... You know when you know something's going to be two parts, you kind of mentally go, oh, here's where they're going to divide that. And I just read that they actually were going to divide that that way. But um, for them to make that choice, I almost shat myself. It was like, yeah. Yeah, they were going to have the snap at the beginning of the second part. Right, that's what I read. Yeah. This is much smarter. What a great cliffhanger. Yeah, Everybody in the no, audience was I, so pissed. I, I, I and I kinda... remember thinking, guys, come on. You know this isn't going to stick. Like, 
Guardians I, 3. I kind of figured this, yeah, yeah, I agree. The snap was the better place to leave it off, and I figured they Ooh. would. Well, also, just I having, it was having fade him. fade to black, though. Yeah, no, I loved having him watch the sun sunrise, just as he said he was going to do. And not be ha- like, oh, it was so, God, it was so good. And he was not happy. No, he wasn't happy about it. He it was, it was like hologram or whatever, his vision, uh, Gamora's like, what did it cost? And he's like, everything. And you believe it. You're like, you believe, like, yeah, man, that, that was it. That's because. That's because the people of the universe do not follow the one power that works in all these movies. The power of Captain America's moral compass. Yeah, he's the greatest. <laughs> right. do, you, do you love that moment where he, could, he like caught Thanos' hand and like yeah, couldn't be pushed like, down? You're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, Captain America has definitely become on screen my favorite superhero of all time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I never, I never thought that they could pull that, that, that off. Me yeah, too, wow. Mike. I know. <laughs> I yeah, I can't believe, and I, I guess it's Chris Evans, or, or the writing, or both, or everything. It's just the perfect both, storm. Man, both. I mean, he he has Someone become. Someone get that man a shield. <laughs> yeah, I love that line <laughs> so much. So they gave him two. Give the Russos credit, man. Let me just tell you, Mike. Then you can, then you guys can go on. Let me just tell you my favorite thing about uh, Infinity War from a from a Shoot. screenwriting standpoint. So uh, in screenwriting, you have the hero is supposed to be the champion of the premise. Whatever the moral premise of your film is, the hero has to be the champion of that. And the villain has to be the champion of the anti-premise. So in a cops and robbers movie, it's, it's simple. The, the hero is crime doesn't pay. And the bad guy is crime does pay. Watch. And then one of those two ideas wins, right? In this movie, the premise was we don't trade lives. And they've said it, they said it a couple times. Um, Vision and uh, Cap had that dialogue. And then... Um, Tony and, and so it comes up a couple times where they basically You're exactly where I am. Is, on this. is this crazy? I love it. It's it's I've never seen it in a movie done so well. Usually it's a little more hidden, but this was and Thanos, his premise is yeah we trade lives. I in fact I'm going to trade half of the fucking universe so that half can live. So that perfect uh, I don't know I, I just feel like the poetry of that and then making it come come real is is was just perfectly executed in my opinion. That's where I was going to go with my discussion because because the, the, I was saying. That everybody who went in for the the, 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 the dutiful moral, morality, which is the few come after the many, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Everybody who went for that, like, it, in the end, it never paid off. Right. Like, Star-Lord decided to shoot Bubbles. Um, friggin', um, Wanda decided to kill Vision. Didn't matter. Reverse time. Right. Thanos threw Gamora off the cliff. He felt he paid too much. You know what I'm saying? Everything that yeah. was following Thanos' yeah. premise did not pay off for right. the person doing it at all. In fact, like it was even questioned, and and the directors were like, maybe, like if Wanda decided to focus all her power against Thanos, she was she the- was the most badass of all. She was keeping, bo- yeah, yeah, I agree. If she just was like, yeah. you know what, what about this? She would right. have beaten him. She wouldn't have beaten she him. She could have, but she would have held him off. Long they almost got his glove off. Get there. Though. They could have beat him if they worked together, and they will yeah. in the second one. We'll see this. We'll yeah. see it. Obviously, if but. they just followed what Cap said, and yeah, not trade lives. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. It's always <laughs> that. That's the plot of every movie. Just listen to Cap, guys. Civil War, Civil War, same thing, guys. Stop it. Just listen to Cap. <laughs> because Civil War worked. Civil War worked at first because um, Tony was right about some things, Cap was right about some things, right. they were both wrong about things. Right. But then Cap threw that all away and said, this is about saving my friend. Wow. And that's where Cap became right again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because his moral intelligence, his moral power took him to the right path. And it still came through in this. And I, like you said, it's, 
it's the screenwriting flip of who the protagonist is that made this work. Yes. I can argue, though, that that choice sets up a bunch of bad precedent, though, Mike, because arguably Tony gets butt hurt and he's like, but you're my friend. <laughs> and right. then him and Tony have the fallout <laughs> right, and they're not right. at full power when Thanos comes because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not. Because, so, because Tony takes shortcuts and doesn't put the issues of the moral loss of abandoning this guy. Because this guy was wronged by everything. It, like, he yeah, that guy didn't kill Tony's parents. The system did. <laughs> yeah, the system that he was wrapped in did. And Tony went in selfish mm-hmm. and abandoned. Oh, of course. Yeah, exactly. the thing, that's what's so funny about the Peter, Peter Quill moment in the new one. is He's like, don't do it, don't do it. And it's like, dude, you did the same shit, Tony. Yeah. You did the exact same shit. Exactly, yeah. And Tony was telling him, I know where this goes. Yeah, totally. It shakes out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a good totally point. That's a good point. He knew it. He's like, this it's is not going to work. a bad call, and it's not worth <laughs> Somebody's going to lose their I arm. <laughs> I blame Nebula. She couldn't table... She couldn't table the whole Gamora. Ah, that's true. Till after. <laughs> yeah, it's her fault. Nebula is such a. That's why I feel bad for Tony. Because Tony's stuck it's on perfect, Titan though. with this Debbie Downer. I know. Tony might as well just kill himself anyway, because this woman's gonna depress him to death. <laughs> oh, she stayed. Yeah, she's around. I forgot about she's that. Around. Yeah, I forgot about that. How the she's hell is he gonna get off Titan? Tony. How is Tony gonna get off Titan? This didn't occur to me until right now. Because Doctor Strange is gone. All right. Neb- Nebula more. came on a ship. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so they can fly off. Yeah. I don't know because Nebula hit Thanos with the ship. Well, Than- and then Thanos <laughs> hit him with the moon. So yeah, there's a lot of. Uh... There's enough stuff for Tony to fix something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. And he's got his nano nano suit. So the pacing of this movie was on point. Amazing. There was no dull moments. But by, yeah. by Pete's uh, take on things, Thanos is right too. But he's trading lives. Yeah, I know. That's thing. Remember, the enemy has their own point of view. No, and that's what that, Mike. That's what's beautiful about this film. Yeah. You can, you can. No, you're totally right. He's not the bad guy in his view. He ultimately he's wrong because you don't trade lives. But in his view, he's he's and he's the thing is he he's operating from a place of he saw this happen. He saw how if he had done it, he could have saved his whole planet. Like. I, it's great because you get it. He's still an asshole. I mean, that's the thing. He's that's the other thing. He's person. still an yeah, asshole. He's a, yeah. yeah. But he's not wrong. Huh? No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm yeah. Saying, yeah, that is the No, I agree with it. you. That's I think you're right. And that's, yeah, that's what's so beautiful about uh, the, the, the craft of this. Like, I've never seen a movie where the, the art and the craft came together so well, where, like, that stuff's invisible, but it's still there. Like, you're not supposed to see the screenwriting when you're watching a movie. You're supposed to you wait, know, just... Wait, in- wait. No, hold your tongue. You didn't watch Justice League? Come on. <laughs> Ew. Ew, I just threw up in my pants. No, I actually, I actually really like Justice League because I didn't give it. The, but if, I do this thing, though. Every time I see a Justice League, uh, a DC movie and then I see a Marvel movie, you know, you, you got to do the thing of like, wow, here's where DC went wrong on every, every, oh, every count. Where do we start? I mean, like. They're not horrible um, movies, but compared to the Marvel ones, you're like not even they, close. They're, they're just immediately dated. They come out and they're already old. <laughs> they look they're like an After old. Effects project. <laughs> no, it, it just goes back to the beginning when we were talking about Captain America. See, the beauty of it, how I didn't expect them to have pulled it off, was how you portray Captain America's morality in this day and age. Right. Audiences won't go for it. No, no you're right. Like that. But, but that's not true. I was wrong. I was so wrong. No, but I agree with you, Mike. It seems like that's going to be... And that's why they balanced him perfectly. He's not a Boy Scout. He's not over the top. He's not too hokey. He's, he's, he's right. He's actually man. right. And he's a good guy. He's yeah. morally right. So, <laughs> Superman is the same equivalent as Captain America. 
Why yeah, you're right. Why couldn't they do that with Superman? I agree. Because you know, he, are too jaded. Well, here's the big problem about Marvel, and this is just a quick aside, but the difference between, and this comes from the comics too, and this is a choice they made, and it's hurting them now because we realize this. DC always give you um, superheroes. Wonder Woman, they give you flawless superheroes, right? Marvel gives you humans that have superpowers. All of Marvel's stuff are flawed, uh, broken, relatable people, and we watch them rise above that nature to do good things. In, in DC stuff, you actually have to dumb down the stuff. You, you have to give people kryptonite because they're, they're too flawless, you know? And that's not interesting. Ultimately, but when you watch a movie, that's not interesting. Yeah, but you're yeah, talking but the comics. In the movies... And what happens in the movies, too? These people flaws. No, they gave Superman flaws. The problem is they didn't give him the one defining characteristic he's always had, which is a moral compass. Yeah, they, that's a good point. They took that away, which is what made it super creepy. Yeah, they turned everyone into the version of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even Batman was, like, cooler. <laughs> Had a better yeah, sense. Like, was more self-aware in the new one. He's like, no, I get it. I can't do this. We need, we need this guy. I think I said this to you before, Mike. Um, the big thing is, uh, the big difference between Marvel and DC with Captain America's example is they took a positive character, put him in a dark world, and he fights against the darkness and changes the world around him. That's Cap. They took Superman, who's supposed to be a positive figure, put him in a dark world, and he just became dark. You know what I'm mm. saying? All of the DC characters became darker to reflect the world. Even Batman in the DCEU is darker than standard Batman. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The they all reason, became darker. The only reason why I insultingly threw in Justice League, though, was because I just wanted to, make, to show the point of what's a good villain and what's a bad villain, and it has nothing to do with special effects or CGI. Wow, you you're right. Have, you can have CGI. That's not the par- problem. The problem is you have to have story with it. Yeah. Characterization. Oh my god, the Justice League bad guy was so forgettable and so lame, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike brought up a point because um, the yeah, big question that they always mention with Justice League is like the part of the failing of that is a CG villain. But that's what Infinity War had. The main, like all the villains were CG. Every Avenger, every, every, so far all the movies, the villain was CG. This is the best example, like you're saying, Mike, like the fact that he's relatable, the fact that you can kind of see his side, even though you know he's wrong, the fact that you know he's operating from a place of where he thinks he's right, he thinks he's doing the, what he's supposed to do, that makes it perfect. And, and that, that's another thing that worries me about making another Justice League movie, if they do. Their big, <laughs> their big thing is to try to bring in Darkseid. Yeah. But the, th- the thing is, they're going to have to give Darkseid layers if they want it to work. They won't because they don't know how to do it. They've demonstrated that they don't know how to do it. As a studio, I mean. As a studio, they don't know how to do it. And that's the worst thing about it is because Darkseid doesn't have layers, Mike. Exactly. Well, neither (laughs) does Thanos, technically. No, no. Thanos... I know. They they actually gave him something that wasn't present, right? Thanos has had layers for years. It's just he has aged in different ways. Now, when you go into Thanos and read Thanos in comics, he's had focuses where you see he had layers. The difference between him and Darkseid is Darkseid has always been in a place of power where he's in charge and he's just a menace in the dark castle. Thanos has been on foot. He's been down on the ground in the mud and blood, so you get to see emotional qualities out of Thanos. Thanos came off in the comics even more character he has a he has a deeper character than Darkseid and that's a tough one to call. Darkseid's just a force of nature. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a presence of evil. I think the best representation of Darkseid as a usable character was in Superman the Animated Series. 
No, the thing with Darkseid is you've got to use him for what he is. Just a force of nature that is evil and can't be talked out of. You know, But that and, only works if the hero is the exact opposite of him. But Superman isn't that in this universe. Not at all. Because Superman works as a foil to Darkseid, Pete, because he is the greater good. He is the yeah, beacon of hope. Yeah, they got that wrong. And Darkseid is an unstoppable force of evil that can beat Superman So it's the down. ultimate question, like, which will win? Yeah. And in the comic, you know. But in the movie, they, they did not set that up. <laughs> no, well, yeah. So it's going to who out CGs him. The thing with Justice League is they beat you over the head that Superman is this beacon of hope. But you're like, wait a minute, you haven't shown me. Yes! You're, yeah, you didn't earn it. Me. Yeah, yeah, totally. Me. He's, you know. Meanwhile, yeah, all I've seen is he's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of messed up and a little bit creepy and, and kind of self-centered. And yeah, so far I don't see it. I don't see this beacon of hope. You're totally right. A little, totally bit, of right. A little yeah. bit of a dick meanwhile, with a fake mustache that's being covered up. Meanwhile, Cap, when he comes into a scene and people are like, oh, it's Captain America. Oh my God. His reveal in Infinity War. His reveal <laughs> and you're just like, you're in. I, I, praise, I praise everything that's going on for that right there, for them to be able to do that, to create those chills, to, to exactly what you're just talking about right now, that difference of, of the tone of it. Like, the fact that it's not hokey. Entrance. He is, but he is, yeah, he's, but it's not hokey. Cap had a Superman entrance. Totally. Like, the Stepping out of the darkness. There, oh, attacks. my God. Captain Catches the fucking awesome. thing. Yeah. So good. And, so I'm, good. and he steps into the view, and you're like, it's Captain America. <laughs> and he's batter ass. He's like, he's more like scruffy. And, was, yeah. It was ridiculous because in the theater I was in, people were like, <gasps> like, didn't you guys see this in the trailer? Why is everybody gasping? I know. Because <laughs> it was so good. I, I clapped. And I, I know. Clap me too. I did too. I know. I, I was, was that so guy. <laughs> yeah, I was that guy. I was like, oh my. Which, which, which part are we talking about? When Cap, the reveal of Cap stepping out of the darkness. After the train passes by, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, just, we're just saying it how perfect and how what a missed opportunity. I mean, we we got to move off this topic, but uh, um, D- DC um, is getting everything favorite- wrong that uh, Marvel like- is getting right. And, and yeah, yeah. Oof. My favorite takeaways were uh, Spider Man because of how amazingly heart wrenching that oh, was. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Thor coming full circle with stuff. And just Wakanda is just so much fun. If you're going to have an alien invasion, yes, Wakanda is going to deal with that. I just wanted to pick up on the older thread that we were talking about Captain America again. Because there was one last thing I wanted to say. One thing I loved, and it was such a minor scene and a throwaway and no one would think about it, whatever. The second Cap comes back to the Avengers base and Jim Rhodes throws his military career that you have known wow, he yes. always supported the military always going against Tony Stark and everything he throws it away he throws it away because Steve Rogers a good man comes in and says we, you know basically we've got things to do and Jim Rhodes says uh, yeah we do yes. and this secretary that, that of state after, that after everything Captain America comes in your time of need Wow. To, to throw himself, to throw his faith in you in front, and like you can take him. Well, he knows that he did it wrong. It's because he got it wrong last time, and he knows. Yeah. He knows. Well, he came and it forward. cost him his legs. <laughs> but that's, well, Cap, the entire movie was timely in a lot yeah, of but things. That was like, so beautiful. I agree like, with you, Mike. Wow. So good. You know, that caught me. That caught yeah, me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Now, we were going to talk about Thor. Okay. See, I had an issue with it because it follows up directly after Thor Ragnarok, right? And in yeah. Thor Ragnarok, 
we learn that he doesn't need the hammer. He is more than just the god of hammers, as his father <laughs> Odin says. You know, he... Uh, so he goes and gets another hammer. Yes, he goes and gets another hammer. A better one, though. His dad's one. Uh, he loses his eye, you know. And it, it just seemed to... St- it means, and he gets a new eye. And he gets a new eye. Then he saves his people. He doesn't save his land, but he saves his people. But now half his people are killed. Yeah. You know, and they don't even show that. I know they throw. They gave a throwaway line that half his people got away, but for the most part, that looked like all his people on that ship. Yeah, it there. looked. It looked pretty devastating. They took the beats of Thor Ragnarok, and just decided, okay, well, we have a bigger movie now. We need to throw those aside so we can bring him back to what he was. To you what didn't like that because I thought that was really interesting. How <laughs> it really just like when he's talking a rocket and he's just like. I got nothing oh, left yeah, to lose. Yeah, like it, he yeah. means it. He dude, fucking means yeah, they, it, dude. Yeah, because Pete when they focused were... on them bringing the feels on the things they laughed about in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. And just pointing out how bad it was to be Thor. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally absolutely. understand that. But I'm saying there's a level of difference, like some maturity. You feel like he, there's an arc there in Thor Ragnarok that they decided to just for the moment step aside. You know. For the bigger, for the bigger arc, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, um, it is a bigger I, hammer, and it's also an axe. It's <laughs> and, it, uh, and, and here's the thing, guys, it worked. And it's it a worked. Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it like, worked. I, it would have killed Thanos. He did. If he took, if he aimed for the head, no one aims for the head. I know. I hate that. It's Marvel. No, no, no. You no, can't. There's a reason because why if you miss, yeah, yeah, that people missed it because like he purposely hit him in the chest because yeah. he wanted to say to Thanos. I told you I would kill Right, you. right. Yeah, that was his... He, so hubris... And here's the thing. Here's the other through line of this Marvel movie, which I love. It's the male ego. And it's showing, in every case, how that fucks things up. So, yeah, you're right. He did that because of hubris, and he would have won if he decided, you know what, I don't need to say that. Let me just get him in the head. We would have won. See, I, I, I can't pin it on male ego and more... I pin it more on, like, vengeance and a lot of other human traits because... Star Lord had lost it after his dad, and then Gamora and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't think that was. I think that was just human. A little bit though. He's punching Thanos in the, same, in the face. He, he tried to p- out punch him. I mean, yeah, that's no, no. Yeah, none he, of the girls okay, treated the shit that way. These guys are fighters. They fight all the time. So Star Lord's way to deal with his remorse was to punch it. Yeah, I get what no, no, I get saying. it. I get what Peter's saying. He's saying that their answer to deal with all of their emotional problems. Was to find something to beat up, <laughs> yeah, and that clearly wasn't working. I mean, I mean, to an extent, it is a superhero movie, so I mean, like, I, I kind of appreciate that a little bit. Um, like, you know, superheroes got to punch it out. But again, extent. again, same thing with yeah, Thor. Like, if he if he them. pulled his gun out and shot Thanos in the face, versus I'm going to punch you so I can tell you how mad I am. Like, they had to, you know, what I'm saying, like, it wasn't just a revenge thing. It was like I want you to know, just like. Thor, I want to say to your face. Do you know what I mean? That was the problem. Part of it, part of it, I think, is also Thanos. Thanos really has that face where you <laughs> want to tell him the grimace how face. you feel about what he did to you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I'm not saying I would have done any differently. Like, I just think that that's definitely like interesting. You're looking at line. Thanos, and Thanos is Thanos has smugged half that movie. Like he's just—it's not even like big smile. It's just confidence yeah, and it's like a smug Josh Brolin look. I love it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and then the like, people are just like, I hate your guts. You took in all this from me. I want to tell you, you're yeah, yeah, a jerk, yeah. and I'm gonna end you. Oh, I want to ask you guys something real quick. 
So Iron Man, you know, plants his foot in the ground, does a spin move, punches him. Thanos goes, all of that for a drop of blood. He's going to use that blood for something, right? Like, he's going to make, like, a weird, right? We have no idea. Do you think? But what I liked about that scene is, like, the audience I was with got caught up in the moment, right? And everything where, where Iron Man comes at him hard. And then when he knocks him and nicks that blood off, the audience was like, yeah! And then... He said all this for a drop of blood, and you hear the audience go, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I do think people are overthinking that. I think it was maybe. literally just to show you, look at what you've thrown at me. And it no, really maybe. A- I did, it, just felt like t- it just felt like too specific of a line to be that, though. I, I, it could be, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but I would also not be surprised if he, like, kept it and was like, I'm going to build an anti-Thanos or something. <laughs> See, I, I think it's going to go like the comics. Where uh, Nebula plays a part. Yeah. Because in, okay. Because in the comics, I don't know the comic Infinity Arc, by the way, and I kind of don't want to because I don't want it to cloud. Oh, me, so, so then I won't say anything. Well, you could. I mean, you can, but if if you don't mind, like keep it vague enough that it doesn't. Oh no, it has to be vague because I I wouldn't know what they would do anyway. Okay. It, it's just that in in a part of the comic, Nebula actually like has the gauntlet plays a, you know, a very very oh, okay. critical role yeah. takes the wow. gauntlet at one moment of weakness or something like that oh wow see but I don't think that's gonna be the thing because we gotta remember where the gauntlet was left off the gauntlet was smoked and damaged Thanos still usable though he was able to weak. yeah but can he use them in unison so right I don't think they're gonna have as simple a fix as they had in um, the comic because in the comic the simple fix was someone else gets the gauntlet and undoes everything Thanos does oh. in an instant. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't I think yeah, I don't think they would go that way. That seems like a cop out answer. I think they got to uh I think automatically break the stones they damage one by one, the gauntlet right? so you just can't do that. Also, I really think and I hope they do it because you know how they name all these movies after premiere like titles or or arcs like Age of Ultron, yes. yeah, Civil yeah. War. I hope they go with Avengers Forever. I hope they do that. One, I like that series. I know they're not going to imitate that, but Avengers Forever was a good comic series that really, really, if you love the Avengers, this is like here for you. You loved it. And I think if they're going to end the arc with these six Avengers, they should do something like that where, here you guys, you loved it. Thanks for the ride. You know what I'm saying? And have an arc that's similar to that that shows you every step of the way. Because I've already seen, like, we've already seen, like, they've had set pictures of, of scenes happening in the first Avengers movie and stuff like that they have on the set pictures. But oh, yeah, there's some time there. time travel stuff, right? Yeah, I saw some of those images. Maybe. They have, like, it a time, time travel bracelet. Stuff. It could be them using uh, Tony's barf device from Civil oh, War. Oh, yeah, up to, yeah. You know. Barf. I, I got to come up with a better name for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, I hope. Wait, are we talking the comic? No, no, I'm saying in the, no, in the, in the movie. We've I seen hope. people are releasing photos of. No, no, I'm talking about the Barfer thing. No, the Barf thing is from Civil War, the the movie. Oh, Remember, okay. Is that in the comics too? I don't think so. When oh, Tony okay. was talking to his parents in Civil War. It's like little therapy device, his virtual reality therapy oh, device. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because in the comics, it's. In the comics, there's a mutant who barfs things up, and it could be the cosmic cube. So I thought for a second, wait, they could introduce the barfer. Yuck. I hope not. I think Deadpool has showed enough barfing, <laughs> barfing superheroes. All right, so uh, do we do a quick fi- final words wrap up, or what do we do on on Infinity War? How do we yeah, get our? Like, 
This has been a good summer for movies so far. It's been crazy. Hell yeah. And Ant-Man and the Wasp were next, right? Looks great. Yes. That looks great. Yeah. No, I don't know. Oh, you mean comic book-wise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be fun. I already know they cast Michelle Pfeiffer as the original Wasp, which I think is Oh, great. that's cool. So they do find her? No, truthfully, what's next is The Incredibles. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hmm. Fantastic Four Part 2. <laughs> it's the closest uh, I don't, I, to a good one. It, it, I don't yeah. know. It feels like they're going the wrong way with that. They're doing a Mr. Mom, which I think is the wrong use of that group of people. Well, the, we'll the last arc focused on him for a little while, remember? Yeah, so, so it's maybe good. Maybe they're doing that. It focuses on her for a little yeah. while, then brings them all in. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, exactly. As long as they bring them all together, because that was the strength of the first one, is they only got there at the end, but when they all four work together, it's when magic happens. Yeah, no, I or think they're going to do that. I think they're just promoing it this way, okay. you know, to show the setup. I don't okay. I don't trust trailers anymore. No, good, I know. Damn it's funny, in the case Wars. of Infinity War, uh, like, they they tricked us on purpose with trailers. Like, they actually CG'd shit into things. They, 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 yeah, yeah, they did it with Thor because they didn't want people to know but he only I, had one Yeah, eye. that's right. They did it. They did a bunch of stuff. But they did it movies. more with Infinity War. Way more. Hulk's like Hulk, Hulk is it? Yeah, trail. totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Which I love that, by the way. I know we're wrapping up, but I love the uh, I love that uh, arc of, of Hulk not coming out now because Hulk. And I read a thing about that. Um, I thought Hulk got the living shit. And I thought that was why. I thought that was why. I thought he was like, no, Hulk got beat up. I'm not coming out. He's, he he fa- he can't protect. He can't protect Bruce. Oh no, you no, guys but- are wrong. It's because it's Loki. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because he, he's like, oh, I wanted to do that. <laughs> secretly Loki. No, it's secret. Banner, Bruce Banner's Banner Loki. Lo- oh, they did a switchy switchy, and they, they Heimdall sent the wrong guy back. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a stu- it's a stupid theory going on in the internet that Loki actually is alive, and he's masquerading as Bruce Banner. And the reason why Bruce can't transform into the Hulk is because Loki can't transform into the oh, Hulk. Oh wow! No, no, no. It's I think it's much simpler than that. It's oh no, it is. It is. Okay. It's just it's. And that's no, funny no, though. The writer said that Hulk's not scared of Thanos. That's not it. No. It's Hulk doesn't feel... He feels like he's just being used. Well, so I think Hulk I think Hulk was perfectly suited... Uh, Banner's fights. Well, like, but I think he's oh, more than that. I think, I, think he, I think Hulk is smarter than we think. Hulk on... Uh, uh, what was the name of the place? Sakaar? Yeah, on Sakaar, it was a Hulk world. Planet Hulk, clearly. And there was no place for Banner. Banner would have gotten, gotten pulverized. Here, in this fight... Hulk realized immediately, okay, uh, Hulk isn't helping. Hulk can't go against Thanos. We need Bruce's great, big, beautiful brain. And oh, so no. I think, no, no? you don't no. think it's that? Hulk, Hulk never would n- capitulate to no, that. No, no, okay. we've got to think like a child. He was shown up in front of his friends. Okay. It's embarrassing. You think it's that simple? I think he's embarrassed. Okay. I don't think he's scared. I, th- I think he's just embarrassed. He lost, I think, so he's okay. taking his ball home. No, that's probably true. I just, yeah, maybe you're right. It might and be that simple. I think used. he just I, he's feeling used. Also. And he was the one sent away. They saved him by sending yeah, him right. away. Yeah, right. Like oh, right. Like you you can't do this. You need to go away. You can't do this. Run, run away. Maybe now. I wouldn't away. be surprised if there's a little bit of a Hulk, a symbiotic like Hulk knows he he can't protect hey, Mike, Bruce. Mike, do you, do you think Professor Hulk is coming? <laughs> professor Hulk, the professor, the world's smartest Hulk. No, I doubt that. Do you think they'd do that for you, Mike? No, they wouldn't do that for do, me Do you either. think they'd give you your Hulk? No, they would never give me my Hulk. The comics the, the comics only did that for one point of time, and they've never gone back to that anyway. There was an arc in Hulk's uh, comic book run 
where Banner and Hulk came to a head. The, you know, and Banner, inside Hulk's mind, Hulk and Grey Hulk were fighting each other for supremacy, and Banner stepped in and beat the shit out of both of them. Because it's in his mind. Right. And then what emerged was Hulk's power under the full control of Banner. Which so would be he, amazing. <laughs> which he stood it's upright, he had a less less caveman face uh-huh. and he he spoke like Bruce Perfect Hulk. Yeah, the Perfect Hulk. Bruce Banner. Yeah, he spoke like Bruce Banner. You later found out that there were still problems with that Hulk too because when he gets angry he turns into Banner. And that's why I think it's coming because that would be a perfect comedy through line for that too, Mike. I don't know if there's place for that though. Oh, they surprised me. I don't put anything past them. <laughs> like, 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 seriously, they've done some crazy shit so far in this series of movies. How, how is Ant-Man and Wasp going to line up with this? Because, like, that's going to happen they're during... Not, that's the question, isn't no, it? No, they're not. They're not. The, that it's movie takes place before. before. No, I know, I know. But, yeah. like, at some point, there wasn't that much room. At some point, Thanos Between happens. Civil War and now? There's a bit of time. Yeah, no, right. but I mean... She said he's on house arrest now, and that's the movie we're watching is him being on house arrest. Yeah. But that so it's happened, current. That happened after Civil War. I know there's two years there's between time that. time in between Civil War and... Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Infinity okay, War. so we're watching the any, anywhere in between those two years. Yeah, within yeah. two okay. years, yeah. Okay, all right. So it doesn't have to necessarily end with a bunch of people ashing by the window. And Captain Marvel takes place in the Ooh. 90s, so Lord knows what they're going to do with Except that. the new beeper message that got sent would be clearly now... Now, uh, yeah. as a wrap of this, I do want to bring up that I still feel like while Bo disagrees with me, that Marvel pulled off another risky movie successfully. Bo doesn't feel that any of these movies are risks anymore. I'm, this movie was not a risk. It was extremely a risk. <laughs> I All don't right. know what you're talking about because you're entitled to your opinion, sir. We agree to disagree. You are paying <laughs> this so the much. Most bankable. You are paying movie so much for yet. each actor. You know what I'm saying? The budget alone was mostly the actors. Then wow. there's so many actors. Then there's the balancing act on, on making the story relevant with all of these major tier characters using, using TV directors who their only yes, experience yes, yes. with movies are the other two movies they did for you. <laughs> you and know what I'm saying? they've had 10 years to plan this and plot this, 10 years of goodwill, 10 years of success. To, like, even if this movie was terrible... They were going to make their money on this no, movie because well, everybody wanted to watch Audiences this movie. are merciless. And they're as quick to hate you the second you fail when you're a success run as they are to love you when you're successful. I know we're really waiting for Pete's opinion on this because we know all our own opinions. But I'll say this, though. Studios, studio execs, big Hollywood companies get very nervous when they see one movie flop because of something. It's quite easy to see JLA flop because they had a CGM monster. Because I heard that big, one of the biggest complaints of that movie was, oh, the monster CGI is a boring villain. So guess what now? The next year you're going to introduce a movie with Thanos, a CGI, CGI monster. You know, all four of his, all of his minions are CGI too. Yeah, I see, yeah. I could see Hollywood execs backing up so fast and saying, no, we need something physical in there. You know, right, something. right. 
to, except that it's not Warner Brothers; it's Disney, and Disney stud, Marvel Studios gets to call its own shots. That's I that's think that's one deal. of the reasons why this works so well. Is you can tell with the DC movie, especially something like Suicide Squad, you can tell that it's uh, too many cooks and it's it's a studio driven decision. You can tell with Marvel stuff; they pick a team, they pick a director, they pick a visionary, and they trust them. And I think uh, Bo, I think you're right. I think um, one of the reasons why this keeps working is because of that trust and because they, oh, the autonomy they give. This, this single person that they chose, you know? But they don't give them autonomy because they come in Well, there as much as they, they can. As much as they yeah, can. they come in there and give and, their opinion. Like, Taika Waititi? Come on, man. To Thor Ragnarok? They didn't give him autonomy? Yeah, they did. Well, it's, There's no it, way that movie gets made otherwise. They gave, they gave him autonomy because Thor is one of their lowest movies. I know. Same thing with Ant-Man. Ant-Man, the guy was given autonomy, too. Like, no, he wasn't. Ex- no, 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 he wasn't. No, he wasn't. That's why Edgar Wright was booted. <laughs> Edgar Wright's Edgar not Wright doing the second one. No. Oh, that's thanks. No, the, he wasn't doing the first one. He was. He started doing the first one. They didn't like where he was going, and he's out. Oh, okay. And then someone and Peyton Reed. Well, I'm not, I, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you, I'm just yeah. saying the difference this is, the DC stuff is a mess. Like it's just a mess. Like it's it's not one person. Like Warner Brothers is a big movie company. They only know how to make movies. Marvel Studios is a comic book movie. Studio mm-hmm, specifically, good point. Focus is comic book movies. All right, so clearly, there's some. As we pointed out, they have a a trust in the system and in the process. Their big head guy, Feige, Feige, Feige is it yeah. Feige? Feige um, has a big plan and has been doing this in phases and has done it well. So, all that being the case. This was their sort of candle at the top of their cake at their 10-year anniversary. Yeah. And I really don't think this was the big risk that you guys think it is. Could it have wobbled and tipped over? Sure. But I just don't think... It's easy they to put call too something not a risk it. after it's successful. I'll say this as my final piece. There's a reason why all the major studio companies are still trying to make a shared universe. Yeah. Family. Yeah. There's only one company that succeeded so far. Totally. Totally. And again, this is no accident. So, so yeah, in the sense of it's probably not a risk because you've got Marvel has a track record now. They've got, what, 20 films done this way that, that all worked to, to varying degrees. 19. The, you know, 19. 19, that's incredible. DC's had none of them work. None of them, yeah, really. How often are we hearing superhero movie fatigue? Superhero movie fatigue. I thought that too. After because Black Panther, I thought they... we were done. When I saw Black Panther, I was like, we're done. We can't. This is... But that's what I'm saying. You have an audience just as primed to crucify you right. if you don't deliver as you no, do an audience not... primed to receive Listen, it greatly. The clickbait that is half of these guys <laughs> talking about superhero fatigue just want I hear that this to from be people a next talking to me. point. <laughs> All right. no, I, I, and they probably paid to go watch it too. <laughs> I was afraid of it too though, Bo. I was afraid that just the, the structure that has to be inherited in a superhero film, I feel like we were done with. But then you see something like Infinity War, and you realize, or even Deadpool, or even you know, Logan. I mean, any of these the the, the huge success ones that have just happened that subvert that uh, structure um, made me realize, no, there's still a lot of ground here. And of course, there is, man. These yeah. comics have been working for <clears throat> decades, so of course, there's a lot of ground here. And there's stories. It's and not superhero the, movies; they're just stories that happen to be about superheroes. Yeah. And to Mike's point, if it's a, the story's told yeah. well, if it's done well, there's still plenty of room to. Yeah, no, I agree. No, because look at risk. Blade Runner 2049. Blade what about Runner it? That story 2049 was, done. was a, And that story was still beautiful when they continued it. 
You didn't like okay. that, Mike? No, oh, no I loved it. it. I loved it. I actually liked it more movie. than the first one in a weird way. Well, I know that's, that's weird to say. What he's saying is that okay. the story was complete the first time. You know what I'm saying? And there was still more story to be told. Right. And it was a done. It was a great movie, but it didn't do great. I never care about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't yeah. see. The story I, I, I got to feel matter. like there might have been other factors involved in that. It wasn't just a story because issue, it was a risky issue. movie, Bo. It was a risky movie. Sometimes good writing doesn't save a movie. A lot of no, that's true. Most times, I mean, that's the thing. It and was that, a mo- It was a follow-up to a movie that was done decades ago. We all like Scott Pilgrim. That movie bombed. Yeah. No, that, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't care about that stuff. And the truth is, these days, um, things can stand the test of time. Box office isn't isn't the last call anymore. You know. Um, yeah, but box office decides if you come back because that's why. It's not really, not really, because now you get you get home video, you get you get to see the long tail, and if the long tail does well enough, you do get a second chance. Maybe. If you're lucky, if you're lucky. I mean, we can. Well, we'll see. If you can, if you can sell giant robots, man. But they haven't. You've got you've got haven't. a few sequels in you, man. You can make some money. <laughs> that second Pacific Rim did okay. not do well. Oh, it looked, I mean, it just can, didn't look very fun. We, 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 we can go on about this. I was talking about Transformers. Oh, right. Like, How many times have they rebooted that? They're like on their third reboot of that. No, they've they, never eight, been rebooted. Eight, no, they're eight movies in. There's no reboots. That literally was eight movies. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You can't reboot. You can't reboot something that never had a stop. <laughs> it didn't have a boot. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps on going. But, they don't care about continuity. One movie will say they were from the past. Another movie will say they're from the future. A different movie will say Megatron is Megatron, whatever. Oh, Megatron. Wait, we're talking about Transformers, not X-Men? Yes. Oh, there's that too. I can't wait for them to do X-Men right. That'd be really nice. Think it'll ever happen? You and a lot of people I know. I know, right? Bo, Bo, Mike, Pete. We can go on about this forever and ever but I, we, we have to bring a through line to this and I gotta ask you know like when when this goes out I want people's general opinion coming back to us to do they, do you think this movie was a risk or not like I mean we can review this separately on the risk in movies on another pod, another episode and I think we'll get back to that but I think we've plumbed this one to death because Infinity War was great we saw how much better it was than everything DC put out which is unfortunate, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not a hater. I, I wish time. they could yeah. get their shit together. I just think they need yeah. to they need to critically analyze some Marvel films and go, what's working yeah. here? Let's do it seriously, or just again, you can you can say it's risky, but you could also be a fanboy of Zack Snyder going, but why isn't he making more DC movies? But Zack Snyder's not a fanboy of. Uh, oh, you mean a fanboy of Zack Snyder? Don't be a yes. hater, bro. Don't be a hater. I'm not. That's not hate. That's a, <laughs> they're still talking about it now. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like... Um, it's so hot, bro. So, it's so good. Yeah. So, uh, all in all... <laughs> all in all, Infinity War was good. I think we all agree with that, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Avengers yeah. Forever. <laughs> all right. So, Bo, take us on an outro with this one. All right, folks. This is fun as always with Mike, <laughs> Mike, and Pete. I swear, this is like a Disney like <laughs> series or something. Mike, Mike, and Pete. And myself. Mike, Mike, Pete and, Pete and Bo, right? <laughs> yes. One of these kids doing their own uh, thing. <laughs> all of us uh, Geek of the Week, uh, we hope you had a blast with the summer movies, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. See you. Later, I will see you later. Bye-bye, hater. I will see you later. Bye-bye, see you.
Yo, let me know.